0: Hey, what's up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Top Docs Radio Show. And as we do, we are continuing our series with the Medical Association of Georgia. And I'm pleased to have with me in studio uh, Mr. Bobby Jones. He's the president of the Georgia Market for Care Source, and he's accompanied by Dr. Seema Sukas. She's medical director, and she's a licensed pediatrician. She's made extensive contributions in the field of neonatal, maternal, and infant health policy obviously someone interested in public health as well. And we'll be learning a little bit about the way things are going for CareSource, just moving into the Georgia market, being able to provide member-centric healthcare coverage for patients around the, the, the Georgia community in addition to some other states as well. I appreciate you all taking some time to uh, introduce us to CareSource and talk a little bit about how this transition into becoming one of the large providers of care here in Georgia.
1: Well, CW, the, uh, the transition's been absolutely great. Uh, CareSource came to the market uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And we spent some time on the ground <clears throat> with uh, the providers learning about what their challenges are. Um, how previous implementations went, uh, what their concerns were, and we basically designed our implementation plan around the concerns of those providers. Um, we're already processing uh, claims at a high, uh, high rate, uh, roughly 83%. Uh, that's normally unheard of in the industry, but uh, our philosophy is that if the providers are happy, uh, it will result in happier uh, members as well. I remember when I first learned about CareSource and
0: the way it's going about providing care and interacting with the providers, there, it seems like there's some unique elements to CareSource that that make it more attractive for a provider, physician or nurse, nurse practitioner, PA, etc. to want to participate as providers of care. Talk about that a little bit.
2: I think it works well, not only for the provider, but for the member. And one of the things that's a real standout for Care uh, Source is that it's a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. and the member is the focus. So we are going to do whatever we can to make sure our members get the services they need and are healthy as possible. And that means we need our providers. We need to be able to work with our physicians and other healthcare providers providers uh, to really manage the care of the member to make sure that the member gets what
0: they need. Well, can you talk about who, who are you serving? There's some specific populations that you're providing some care for. Talk, talk about the, the patients you, you're working with.
1: Well, CareSource care is in our five states. We've been in our business uh, over 28 years, and our focus is uh, the underserved population, which is obviously uh, primarily Medicaid. Uh, we also service uh, Medicare, as well as a duals demonstration, which is a combination of Medicaid uh, as well as uh, Medicare. And we 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 also do the exchange, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, we have a small population uh, in uh, three of the other five states uh, that that we're in. Now,
0: from what I understand, um, you're you're able to take these these are some challenging patients as populations that to, that you need to manage, right? I mean, engagement is a big deal. Many of the patients are far flung into you know rural parts of the state where there's not a whole lot of uh, healthcare providers of different types. I mean, I, I would imagine you've got some pretty innovative strategies to be able to keep those patients engaged, get them access to care so that you can better manage their diabetes, mm-hmm. so you can reduce the rate of cardiovascular disease in these groups that we know, you know, just based on, I mean, heck, everybody here in Georgia is pretty much a meat and three, right? Unless <laughs> we're really here recently, getting, like me, trying to make some changes. So, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the challenges that you face with this. Group of patients and how you're able to uh, innovate and, and actually drive some good outcomes for them?
2: The members that we have in CareSource, kind of keeping in mind the membership, um, over 250,000 members, 85% of them are kids under the age of 19. Um, the other members are men, women, and pregnant women. So we have a very diverse group of members all over the state of Georgia. And you're right, access can be an issue. We've got parts of the state where uh, there aren't a lot of providers. Georgia in general, Health outcomes in Georgia are not exactly the best that they could be. So we do have some challenges. I think the other thing to keep in mind is the members that we serve Healthcare is important, but so are some other things that might be stressors in their life. Maybe it's getting a job. Maybe it's getting a better education. Maybe it's housing insecurity or food insecurity. And if you're worried about all those things, then medical care sometimes falls to the bottom of the list. So part of what we do at CareSource is really work with our members to understand what their priorities are, what are their concerns. If we can address jobs, if we can uh, work with them to build a resume or get their GED or connect them to resources on housing and other things, then medical care starts to rise to the top. Then we can focus on the medical care. And there are lots of ways to do that. You know, we're working with our health care providers, but we also have online tools on our website. We have a phone app that members can use. So they're um, uh, ID card is on their phone app. They don't have to shuffle around looking for it when they go to the healthcare providers. So there are a lot of tools available that are electronic as well as we have nurses, we have social workers, we have healthcare, um, uh, home health workers that will go into the home all over the state of Georgia. We're not just here in Atlanta, we're across the state. And that one-on-one relationship is what makes the difference in really working with
0: our members. I would imagine that having access to one of those healthcare experts coming to me probably makes a big difference for some of these people that wouldn't be able to get access to care. And I know that Georgia nationally has not been ranked very well around the rate of occurrence of premature births, for example. And I know that we're making some inroads. Um, One of our other partners in the show, Women's Telehealth of Georgia, they provide uh, high-risk maternal fetal specialty care Mm -hmm. by telehealth to many patients out there. Talk about some of the things that you're doing because from what I understand, women are enrolled in planning for a healthy babies program and I would imagine that kind of aims the same goal.
2: Yes, we do have some of our members are enrolled in planning for healthy babies. Prematurity is an issue here in Georgia, and that is also a reason why we have uh, babies that die before their first birthday. We also have issues with uh, maternal deaths, women dying either during their pregnancy or before um, a year after delivery. So these are things that we have to address. And Yes, we want to work with our pregnant women to make sure they're healthy, make sure they get the care that they need, make sure that if they're smokers, that we can connect them to resources to reduce smoking. But it really starts before they become pregnant. So how do we work with our members, our kids, our young adults, to make sure that they're healthy as they can be? If, if that woman is going into a pregnancy healthy, she's more likely to have a healthy delivery and the cycle
0: continues. hmm I mean, as you've gotten started now, obviously it's still early in, in Georgia, but where do you see this going? And, and what do you see on the horizon for Medicaid patients and just your efforts here here yourself?
1: Well, Georgia is going to be a major market for CareSource. We view Georgia as the uh, uh, Southern regional headquarters. Uh, we plan on, uh, obviously, growing in the marketplace, uh, we are looking at uh, bringing other products uh, to the state that would benefit the other, the membership. Um, so we do uh, have what I would consider to be an aggressive uh, growth uh, growth plan uh, as far as Georgia is concerned. I do want to touch on our life services, as uh, as uh, Dr. Sukas was uh, uh, was mentioning earlier. Uh, we feel that's one of the programs that will distinguish us from our competitors. And life services, uh, you and I get up on a daily basis. Um, thinking about where we're going to go on vacation, uh, the tuition for the kids for private school. Uh, the population that we serve, uh, the Medicaid uh, members, uh, they get up thinking about um, things that are a little, uh, more basic uh, in terms of shelter, um, yes. um, <clears throat> transportation back and forth to, uh, to employment if they happen to have a, uh, have a position. Uh, they think about security, uh, food, things of that nature. So the CareSource Life Services program is what we feel will distinguish us from our competitors, will, and that will give us that advantage to to grow in this marketplace. But Georgia, uh, we're here, we plan on staying, and we plan on growing in this uh, in this market.
0: I think it's I, I definitely believe that it is intriguing the the approach of being able to try to help these folks wherever possible to, you know, seek and gain employment. From what I understand, a pretty high rate of those patients that participate in that opportunity are still with the jobs that they found through the work that you all are doing
1: we have roughly uh 1100 individuals uh that have already expressed an interest in CareSource in our uh our job connect program uh and we've hired um staff um to to uh, as the those social worker type uh, roles to fill those roles uh, to support those individuals, to find those other uh, programs uh, that are out there to assist uh, the, the, uh, the population. Um, <clears throat> so that's one of the, one of the areas that we're, we're looking at. We've already identified eight partners, uh, employers, uh, several of which are either Fortune 100 companies or Fortune 500 companies um, that uh, have committed to partnering with us, uh, to work with us as far as our Life Services Job Connect programs are concerned. Uh, so that we can, uh, uh, for those CareSource individuals that have expressed an interest, as I mentioned earlier, the 1100 plus, to put them through the training and to actually you know, be employed uh, by these uh, by these companies.
0: We've been talking with Bobby Jones and Dr. Seema Sukas of CareSource, learning about how they're providing services to Medicaid patients around the state of Georgia and some of the cool things that they're doing. As we were just talking with some of their programs uh, for interested parties, they're able to help them find employment, uh, in some cases that obviously, you know, elevates their socioeconomic status, helps them be much more able to purchase healthy food, you know, do the things that they need to do yes. to, to manage their health that sometimes can either take time or money that when you're not employed, it's much, much harder to do. I think that's a very novel approach. And I would love to have been around, to, uh, you know, to hear a company in the, in the, in the payer space, if you will. To say, you know, we got to think. What if we can help these people get jobs? I, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of that happening around the country. I mean, I'm under, I, I would imagine many are paying attention to what you're doing, though, to see does this really work. I mean, this can't be the only place you're doing. It. I would imagine you're, you're, you have this kind of program around the the enterprise.
1: It is, it is our model, uh, and in, and we bring uh, the life services job connect to every state that we're in, and we're in five, we are in five states, and it, it is, it, it's catching on a little bit. In terms of some of the other Medicaid programs are looking at what uh, what we've what we've been doing we obviously wrote about this in the RFP that we submitted to Georgia as well as other RFPs that we submit to other states and uh, state government they're very interested in working with a company that's looking to assist members in getting off Medicaid
0: and what is the conversation like with that employer I mean what is your what do you want them to know about and and how do you put that kind of partnership together are there other opportunities for similar? business enterprises around the state to maybe participate in this as well?
2: I think with our employers as well as our other partners, it's always a win-win. So we want to make sure that our members are getting the services they need and can get jobs for our employers, they want an able workforce that can do the jobs that they need to get done. So we will work on job training skills, we'll work on resume building, on interview skills, so that we can make sure that we have members that are prepared to meet the workforce needs that are out in Georgia.
0: Talk about the, the physician side of things. Obviously, you need to have providers of care participate in the plans that you're providing to be able to give these patients access. Can you talk about a little bit more, we, we, we alluded to it earlier, but I mean, why should I as a physician participate in a plan like this?
2: I think there are several things to think about when you think about care sores. The fact that we are a nonprofit and are really member focused is, I think, something that would be uh, interest to everybody. The second thing is that relationships are important in the work that we do. We want to know our physicians. We want to make sure that our members are healthy, and we can't do that with our without our healthcare community. So, in working with the physicians, we have a portal on our website for them to access that they can get information on the members that they're seeing. Uh, we work with them in terms of extending their care. They can do so much in the office, but outside the office, we have staff that continue to extend the care that they're providing. We wanna make sure that the administrative burden is minimized. We want them to see the patients to provide the health care that the patients need, not working on paperwork, holding on the phone, all those kinds of things. So we want to work with them to make sure that we can minimize that aspect, the administrative aspect, so they can do what they are trained to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is the process? How are, are you? Do you have an army of folks that are knocking on doors to say, hey, I'd like to introduce you to CareSource? How do they so they can be on the lookout. If uh, I know that Medical Association of Georgia puts our, our content out through their channels, there may be physicians that get to listen. So, who, who am I, are you going to call me, or will you send somebody by? How do I get engaged with uh, with CareSource?
1: Well, hopefully, we've already contacted you. So now it's a matter of now that we have a you know a contractual relationship. Now it's a matter of building the trust between an insurance company, which, which we are. Um, uh, we just like to think of ourselves as providing more than just, uh, just uh, insurance. So now it's a matter of us building trust with the physicians in Georgia. They don't know us. Um, so um, we spent time, again, we spent time uh, learning about the challenges of the uh, physicians, uh, providers in, in Georgia. But what we have to do now is build a relationship, and one of the things that we're doing to um, to, to make that happen is that uh, we spend a lot of time, as I indicated earlier, uh, learning what their what the what their frustrations are in dealing with managed care companies. Um, so we like to think that we're easier to do business with. Uh, we have fewer hoops that the physician community that they have to jump to jump through to meet our, our requirements, and we spend a lot of time on the front end making sure that we could uh, process claims the provider claims uh, to them on a timely uh, basis and when I mentioned earlier the 83 uh, percent that means that uh, out of every 100 claims that come into our organization, 83 percent of those are being turned around with no human intervention um, and we've only been at this for a week so when you stop and think about uh, the fact that our uh, we've uh, we're that at that level this quickly after go live that's uh, uh, that's we're very proud of that. And we hope that the physicians uh, that are in, you know, the Georgia physicians, that they will look at this as uh, our commitment to them, that we're committed to partnering with them and um, uh, make sure that we address their concerns. We also offer certain incentive programs as well, that if uh, the physician community, uh, if they provide certain services that will assist us in meeting the quality requirements uh, in terms of care to the membership, uh, we will provide additional uh, compensation as well. Can you share a little bit more about some of those?
2: So we have a couple of different things. Um, We have our uh, patient-centered medical home. Um, It's a model where the uh, focus is on the patient and coordination happens around that. It's a national certification. So we are working with um, uh, provider offices that have that certification. Um, There are other types of things around wellness that we want to make sure that we incentivize. So children coming in for their well-child visits, getting the appropriate immunizations that they need, making sure that if you have an adult member who is a diabetic, that they're getting the appropriate screenings that they need on the recommended standards of care. Um, the different kinds of preventative measures certainly is where we want to focus mm-hmm. so that if we can get to those, then we don't have to deal with... Uh, the consequences of not meeting those measures. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything we can do, and then we're talking to our physicians about maybe there's some other creative things that we could think about. Some something that's a little innovative. We are open to having those kinds of discussions with our uh, physician community, so we can continue to be uh, kind of at the leading edge of
0: healthcare. I would imagine that's been a bit of a transition since we've been treating disease for all this time and obviously we still do that but now we're putting so much more focus because we understand one the patients outcomes and their quality of life is so much better if we prevent the diabetes if we prevent the heart attack right but we're also finding it's 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 a it's a weird transition because <laughs> i got to pay for some things that feel really kind of expensive up front and i'm probably going to turn, you know, prevent something from happening or statistics tell me that out of the, out of doing this, I'm going to head this off and it's going to be great for everybody. But there's a, uh, I'm sure there's a phase where you're like, ah, that's, this is too much cost up front, right? I'm I'm sure that that's a a bit of a transition that's happening within, you know, organizations like yours where you're having to look more at that. How do we incentivize prevention?
2: And and I guess that that is, somewhat of a change, but when you think about the pediatric population, you know, prevention has been a big part of that population because these are the kids who haven't developed the horrible habits us adults have. Right. And so if we can address that at a pediatric level, then when they get to adulthood, then maybe we're not dealing with other things. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's healthy. So we have kids with asthma. We have kids with diabetes. We have adults with di- diabetes. So sometimes it's not just prevention. It's managing whatever your disease state is and making sure that you're maximizing your potential in that disease state.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's refreshing to see such innovation, uh, putting putting resources at the hands of patients like this. You're not just providing a, a plan that they can use to go to the doctor. I mean, you're actually, I, it sounds like empowering them to really begin to make some substantial changes or, to their to their life and to their health by doing things like helping them find employment. I think that's fantastic. And then also just the fact that as we've talked about, because you're a not-for-profit and, and you see the value of that physician network that you're, putting such an emphasis on that relationship and making sure that that experience for them uh, makes sense for them to continue because I know that workflow is a big is a mm-hmm. big thing and <clears throat> sounds like everything can be in many cases fully automated which is really great I can submit electronically and get approval and and it flows mm-hmm. with the punch of a button
1: well you, you mentioned a couple of things uh, one empower uh, and that that's a term that we use often relative to the membership that's what we uh, strive to do to empower them to uh, be able to make those those uh, life life decisions, um, and the other piece that you, the other point that you made is uh, with us being a nonprofit, we look to move uh, over ninety percent of every uh, dollar we receive toward the provision of health. Uh, we're not like our competitors. Uh, I'm not criticizing them, uh, but they have stockholders and shareholders that they have to be concerned with. Uh, we have members that we're concerned with, uh, and we look to move as much as we possibly can into into uh, providing care for the membership. Now, what that does is that it puts more pressure on us to be efficient, uh, but that's, uh, at the end of the day, we, uh, that, that's our goal. And to meet our goal, again, it, it is to focus on uh, providing uh, care to the members.
0: Well, do you have any thoughts on some of the other services maybe we've not touched on as deeply as you might want to and, or, or you know, other information that we want to make sure that our listeners are, are familiar with?
2: Um, I think it's important to know that we look at our members and really try to understand their entire health. And it is the whole member so or the whole family. It's not just their medical care. It's all the other aspects of it. But we have a team of folks who are going to be working with the members Say they have a particular health condition. They'll reach out to them. They'll make sure that they understand what they need to do in terms of um, prevention and other kinds of needs. So they have a partner. They have someone who's going to be working with them about their health, and it's not them working alone. So our care coordinators will reach out to the member, whether it's by phone or in person, um, understand what their needs are, make sure that they understand um prevention or they understand disease states, uh, whatever it, uh, the member needs so that um, they're seeing that CareSource is not just an insurance company, but they are a partner in their health.
0: I got gotcha. you. Now, I know if, if folks want information, they can go to CareSource.com. Are there numbers that they should be familiar with, phone numbers or toll-free lines, or I guess they can get everything they need right there?
1: Uh, the best thing is to go to the website um, and uh, to, to get the information about us. Uh, uh, as uh, Dr. Sukas indicated, we have a portal out there that can provide a, a lot of information. And uh, depending upon why they want to contact us, uh, once they go to the uh, the website, there are uh, several different telephone numbers out there that they can reach. Uh, it could be the clinical side of the house. It could be the contracting side of the house. But uh, the, the website will will get them to, to where they need to reach out to us.
0: You can link up with them in social media as well. And I really appreciate uh, Mr. Bobby Jones and Dr. Seema Sukas of CareSource joining us here today, talking about the progress they're making as they've begun to provide health care to Medicaid patients around the state of Georgia. And like I was saying, I think it's very cool some of the ways that they're going about it, both for the patient as well as for the physicians and, and other providers of care who participate in their plans to help this group of patients. So I appreciate you taking some time to uh, stop into the studio. It's not always easy to get in here in the middle of the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we are in in, uh, in the middle of an implementation, but we wanted to really take the time to come down, and we just also wanted to say thank you to to Mac for working with us to to set this up, as well as we wanted to say thank you to the uh, providers in Georgia for doing business with us, and uh, we we make a commitment to those providers that uh, they will not be unhappy about this relationship.
0: Well, we'll have to have you come back on when we have a few more stories to tell as you get down <laughs> Look a little deeper it. into the calendar. We can probably have some some cool stories to tell about uh, how you're able to help the the folks that you're working with. So Absolutely. I appreciate you joining us today. And everybody out there listening, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show. That way each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device and you can check it out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information. All you got to do is click share, put it out on LinkedIn, Facebook, get the word out for us because you may just be putting information in the hands of somebody that you know and care about that uh, you didn't even realize. And all you did was click share so for the folks who do that for us we want to say thanks so much appreciate you all being in the studio with us again and obviously thank you very much to the folks at Medical Association of Georgia get over to mag.org see all the things they've got going on there including CEU materials that you can gain access to you can listen to all the shows that we've done together over the past few years great information to be found out there and how they are working for the medical community and the patients of Georgia so uh, everybody who made us a part of their day today I wanna say thanks so much, we appreciate you. We'll see you next time.